Have you ever wondered if your story was worth sharing? Could it really make an impact? Will it actually inspire someone else? I wondered that too, but then I realized that each of our stories is unique, but they all serve a purpose. When we share our stories, we are sharing with others that they are not alone. When we take a trial and turn it into a victory, we are making an impact to show others that they can do it too. Your story is powerful. And that's why I'm bringing Michelle Faust back on the show today for Thursday Tidbits to talk more about why sharing your story matters and to give us some practical tips on how to do it. By the end of the episode, I'm pretty sure you're going to be ready to share yours. Thursday Tidbits are short and sweet episodes filled with tangible tips that you can implement immediately. My goal with these topics is that you can use them to fuel your growth as you focus on being intentional in every area of your life. So let's get chatting. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Michelle, welcome back to the show. I'm excited to dive into sharing stories today. Uh, thank you for having me because it's always so much fun to talk to you, Gabe. Yes, I have so much fun. It's been so fun getting to know you the past, really, I, what has it been? It's been a year and a half, I think, yeah. um, but really in the last few months getting to know yeah. you as we've been yeah. able to form community through uh, the Lemonade Stand 2, which is the anthology that I was a part of that Michelle uh, produced and published. Um, and if you didn't get to listen to Michelle's story, you are going to want to go back and listen to it. We talked on Tuesday and she shared her struggles with hearing loss and how she found success despite it and what some of her secrets were and some of the lessons that she learned. So go back and listen to that. But today we're doing something a little bit different and it's Thursday tidbits. So we're going to talk a little bit uh, more about how to share your story, because we already talked about it. We said that sharing your story is important. So now it's, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know what step I'm on. I don't know how to get that out there. I'm not a writer, all those things. Lots of things that'll come, the excuses that'll come. But um, what I want to know from you, Michelle, is tell us a little bit more about what you do with the Lemonade Stand series and kind of how, how it began. I know we talked a little bit on Tuesday, but why is it so important? Why does it matter so much to you about sharing other people's stories? Uh, it, at the time when I first started it, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was just concerned about my story. You know, I just really wanted to get it out there. And yes, I will admit, of course, I, I knew other people had stories. You know, you hear these things. In fact, I don't know. I didn't realize this until much later to really getting into what I'm doing. 
if I remember, even for the last few decades, I'm like, do I have like this rubber stamp on my forehead that says, sit down and tell me all your troubles? <laughs> because I, I would get, people would frequently, unsolicited, I'd find myself having people unburdened. So it's funny now that what I do, what I do is, is I must have a personality that people feel at least comfortable or trusting and, and do come. So yes, I knew people had stories. I've heard many, but I didn't so much care about that as I cared about, I wanted to get my story out. Um, you know, selfish, but hey, um, that's what got it all started. And uh, then as I began to get to know these women, because in, in book one, I only knew two authors. I had 18 women other than myself. And of the 18, I only knew two of them. So these are women who came through referrals and, and whatnot. And um, once I started to get to know them, it started changing in my heart what it means to share your story. And especially when, when we were finally published and the, the months after that, the things that people told me, my, my authors told me, and um, the things other people would tell me um, about, I love your concept, this is, this is amazing. Um, but it became so reinforced in me how important it is by all of what I was surrounded with, everything I was hearing, um, you know, the energy and the, um, the desire of people saying, I want to be in your next book. It was going to be a one and done. You know, I, honestly, I, I never thought, well, first of all, I'm like, <laughs> it's hard to find 18 women. How are they going to find <laughs> more for another book? And, and it wasn't easy. It was a lot of work. Um, but but I, I kept hearing that. I have a story, too. I have a story. I want to be in the next book. You know, I want to, I want to tell my story. Heard over and over again. Um, so I created the... Uh, Facebook group from Lemonade Dan community, just so that there was a way for people who were saying that to connect. Because when I would hear it, I'd say, join the Facebook community. And it really was not more than just a, a group. Um, we are taking it and moving it to a membership. Um, but uh, for the last year and a half, it's it just been a Facebook group and we share things and post different things and talk about stories and um but it was never that deep into the sharing part of the of this of the story that just simply became kind of a place where I could say, hey, this is my next project or hey, this is you know the next platform that I'm I'm developing. Um, so that's really that's how it got started and that's why book two came. Um, it, I've decided what the heck, and I, I put out a, a Zoom event. Um, I think you were part of it. I think that's when you signed up. Um, I had six people after hearing me talk about the Lemonade Dan One and the opportunities uh, that come in being a part of, of the anthology. Um, just, just like that, I had six people. Well, that was that was nearly half. My, you know, my office right there. Right. So, 
you know, you talk about God driving things, and and I will say in both books, it's like I I hit a, a stone wall basically. I I had half of my authors at that time when I just I didn't know where to go find anybody else, and um, so I was committed to a significant contract with a publishing house, and uh, I had the chance to just stop right then and there. Um, but I would have been let, letting the 10 people down that were already signed up, I would have been letting them down. And that wasn't fair. Um, so I just, uh, I prayed about it and I said, you know what, if I end up eating the cost, that's fine, that's what it is. And um, right after that, um, women were pouring out of the sky at me. I don't even know where they came from. To this day, I have some authors. It's like, how did we meet again? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> That's divine appointment right there. <laughs> and then kind of the second thing happened um, it, it, with the second book, it was almost the same thing. It was like I was sort of hit this this wall, this plateau, and then, you know, these amazing events would happen, you know, like they are miraculous of how uh, I would come across someone and she, it, it would just be this perfect author, you know, and they were excited. So, so I knew that God was fulfilling that purpose because he was bringing people to me um, that needed to share their story. For their own self-healing. Mm, I love it. And that, there's a lot that goes with that, the healing process of sharing your story. Um, why do you think as women, my audience is mostly women, there's some men. Um, so as women and men, why is it that we need to share our story? What is the importance in it? Let's get into some of these reasons why. Because I think by and large, as women, oftentimes we're not heard. Mm. And so we can take it to the extreme where uh, someone may be a, a victim of domestic violence, or sexual abuse, or um, the way they're raised, you know, um, uh, sometimes there's some mental abuse going on, or uh, even when you're sick, you don't have a lot of, of voice, you know, because you've got your specialist and your doctor telling you what to do. Um, so in all these stories, the common denominator was always not really having a voice to be heard. And I, I think we live our lives that way. Um, not everybody, but again, you go back, the stereotypes exist for a reason. And one stereotype is the wife is, you know, less likely to speak up to the husband. Or, um, you know, daddy is more the disciplinarian to the kid. So, you know, you can yell all day long to your kids and dad just have to come in and just say, you know, kids. <laughs> um, but everybody has a different reason and everybody has a different story. Um, but when we're in any any type of a situation of feeling vulnerable or out of control, uh, or maybe I should say not in control, mm -hmm. then we feel like we don't have a voice to be heard. 
And that becomes very empowering when we finally discover that we do have a voice and we can and we should be heard. And then when you inspire someone on top of that, mm-hmm. it just, it's amazing. It's just an amazing feeling. Um, I have to share, Gabe, when a couple of, of you, your fellow authors, we were all out here and we we're sitting at, at breakfast. It just absolutely still brings chills to me. And Tina Krebs, another author, was speaking with you, and she said, and you were talking about your story. Your story really kind of starts in your high school, uh, college years. And Tina said, Gabe, I have to tell you, when I read, because we all had, you know, the PDF advanced copy, she said, when I read your story, she said, I ran to my daughter to give it to her because Mm -hmm. there were so many so many common things in there and there's so much I wanted her to learn. And I was like, well, if that doesn't put chills down your spine, I don't know what does because right then and there before the book really had even, had barely been published, you already knew somebody you impacted. Yeah, and I think that's really special because one of the things I hesitated to share that story because there is a lot of shame and guilt associated with depression and anxiety and um, suicidal thoughts and things, especially when you're a Christian and when you have a really deep faith. And so I was, I struggled to share that, but I think this past year or longer, the children, young adults, teenagers are struggling with their mental health. And it's time for us to be willing to share our story and say, you are not alone and start the conversation. And that's why I decided to share it. And then hearing Tina say that to me, when that is that was my reasoning was I want to impact the younger generation to know that I had done that with one person was the reason that I did that book, you know, yeah. for one person. And, and it's a beautiful thing that it was pointed out, you know, um, and, and you'll, you'll hear that again and again, but uh, that was just a, a beautiful moment that, that you heard her right there, right from the beginning. And you just, and you know what? If all you ever did in your life is impact positively one person, you still have to feel really good about that. Because that's one person that maybe has moved forward from from a bad spot. Um, So that's what I hope that these stories and and these books do, uh, are to inspire and help people move forward. And and for people to um, self-heal. There's so many reasons. It's good for you profession because you know I'm a best-selling author and um you know read my story and learn about me and then you know people want to do business with people that they get to know know like and trust and they know like and trust you when when they can read an inspiring story about you so um it's really hard to nail it down sometimes because I'm like yeah sharing a story is about self-healing oh and it's about business too and let's not you know, forget the, you know, inspiring part. And um, so there's no one reason to share the story. There's probably about six good ones. I love it. I love it. Well, and I think you had shared with me um, that sharing our stories is the root of everything about us. Can you just share a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah. I, and, and the more I see it, the more I believe Um that when I say it is that it too we are shaped 
by um, by our past, our lives, um, you know, our values, our morals, um, our coping mechanisms. All of those things are shaped by what we've been through. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, I am not labeled by my past. And I say, you're right. You're not labeled by it, but you are who you are because of it. And so we're not going to, you know, we're not going to attach a label to you, but I am going to say that, you know, you have this purpose or this desire to, uh, um, to go down this road and help these kind of people, um, you know, your purpose, your why, everything starts from your story. That is so true. And it is. I, and I, when you start writing it down, it is healing. Like you said, like for me, I was afraid to write my story because I was afraid of the emotions that would come up. I did not ever want to go back to that dark place that I was in, in that yeah. when I was experiencing it. And I knew those feelings would come up as I was writing, but it was healing because it showed me how far I've moved past it and how I've used it at, to influence my life. And to influence others, like you said, it's it shapes who we are. It doesn't mean that we stay there. It just shapes us and we get to decide what we do with it. And I think that that's probably one of the most impactful things of sharing our story. And and you're right, it does integrate into business if you are an entrepreneur or into your career, because the more vulnerable, I mean, yes, you give and take, you don't share everything with everybody, but the more vulnerable you are, the more people do start to trust you. And they do start to think, oh, you're just like me. You're, you're not just, you're not on this pedestal way up here. You're actually human, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> we do think that when we look at influencers and we look at people who may feel like so far ahead of us, they're just human. They're yeah. just trying to get by just like we are too, you know? And exactly. I, I, I think maybe it was book one in the introduction, I, I think I wrote, we're all just ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that is true. And, you know, we are, we're, we're just ordinary people. Some people, some are a little bit smarter. Um, some are, have a talent, you know, for painting, for, you know, piano, for whatever, but, but we are ordinary individuals capable of doing extraordinary things. And, um, uh, and I, I, I love the celebration of, of embracing who you are. So even though you might have to get through some ugly stuff, um, you will come to the lemonade. Mm -hmm. I love <laughs> um, it. Your lemon becomes lemonade. It's kind of like when I talk about stepping into the refiner's fire, like you have to step in, you gotta, you gotta embrace the heat, but you come out stronger. And that's what a lemon to lemonade is. It's, it's molding and shaping us in the midst of our struggle, as long as we don't just stay there. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, yeah, you don't want to stay there. Um, and neither do you want to overprotect for somebody doesn't feel the struggle. I remember that with my youngest daughter, um, feeling like I couldn't let anything happen to her. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Consequently, you know, she, she got through a pretty, you know, easy childhood. Well, you know what? She doesn't have very good coping skills. Yeah. So it's now been in her young adulthood 
where inevitably, you know, things are always going to come your way uh, as an obstacle or a lemon. Um, and she's had to develop those coping skills very late. And so I would tell you, parents out there, don't overprotect. You know, you, you want to protect to the point that the, of the safety, you know. But go ahead and let the little disappointments happen. Encourage those, you know, small obstacles and teach them how to get over it. Uh, because that's how they're going to develop those coping skills. Mm. That's such a good point. It's hard to not hold tightly and not to want to do everything for them, but it is important for them to learn how to make mistakes and how to fail, <laughs> how to get yeah. back and take those risks. I don't like my kids taking risks much of the time because I'm afraid they're going to get hurt, but it yeah. is important. It's so important. Yeah. Now, yeah. as we're talking about sharing our story, I can, I, I can think of some listeners going, okay, I want to share my story, but I don't know how, what, I, what does that, what does that even mean? So what would be the first step for somebody to say, I want to share my story, but I don't know how. Right. So there's something incredibly powerful and you just said it a few minutes ago. So I know you witnessed it. Very, very powerful to put it on paper. You can know your story in your heart and your head but until you actually sit down and organize it in a way um, that you have to put it on paper and, and, and struggle to find the right words, um, it, it becomes a totally different story once you do write it down. So that, that's the single most important thing. But to get people started, I, to be honest, I tell people to write a letter to their lemon. And most of the time, they look at me like I'm crazy. And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> What's my lemon? Why am I writing a letter to my lemon? And well, your lemon is that the thing that had the most influence in your store. You might have six or seven or eight lemons, but you're going to have a, a main lemon of your story. And Sit down and write a letter to it and get angry or um no i talk i don't hold back swear at your lemon um you know pound your fist while you're writing it you know rip it up and then start all over again it, it, whatever however you do it let your emotion be free because that's the only way really to truly understand what your feelings are and from there, you also begin to understand where am I at on the emotional scale? Am I at the, the point of forgiveness? You know, have I all gone all the way through? I feel healed. I've forgiven. I've accepted. Or am I somewhere still in the angry place? Like my life would be different right now if it hadn't happened to me. Um, but there's all, all different places that you might be on that scale. And I think before you start your story, you kind of need to know where you're at. Um, it's probably going to happen that you're going to move way forward on that scale as you're writing your story. Mm. Uh, but it's a really good place to start. And, you know, and then you, you outline it so that you get some structure and form to it. Um, there's 
you know, I've got writing work uh, classes in my membership and um, soon to uh, be available um, for people that just take me through the whole process. Because as you know, very well, you've written another, uh, your first book, you've written in, in, in The Lemonade Stand and you've got another book coming out in, um, soon. You know that there's a process. Yeah, definitely. So, it's teaching, it's helping people um, with that. And like for, as far as my business is concerned, I have access to writing coaches, really great editors, um, all, all kinds of people who that if your biggest problem is just, I can't write very well, don't let that stop you because um, we'll, we'll get the story there for you. But I think the biggest obstacle is getting started. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Getting started and then finishing. <laughs> but, yes. but the getting started, because once you get started, you're going to get, you're going to flow, especially if you're like, just writing your letter to your lemon. I love that. And that's going to be my challenge for you all this week is to get out that paper and don't type it. I want you to just physically write it because there's something about physically writing it and write to your lemon and start there. And then there is a process. And so if you aren't an avid writer, you don't have to be. The, the women in these books and, and man, we had one man in our, one, one, man. one man in our Lemonade Stand 2 and his story was powerful. And I hope that there are going to be more men in these books in the future because it was just so cool to see him step up and share his story of vulnerability because that's what it was. And, um, but you will see and begin to see the process. You don't have to be a writer. Most of them were not. Um, so as we close it out, uh, some of the things that we talked about with stories and why stories are important is because stories shape who we are. They shape our values. They shape our passions. They're healing. It's a healing process for us to get those stories out on paper and to share them with others. And it can help others know, like, and trust you. And it can make a huge impact even if it, like we talked about, if it only makes an impact on one person, is it worth it? And the answer is yes, because that it has a ripple effect, right? So one person can lead to another person, to another person, or to 10 people, to a hundred people. And you don't even know that you affected more than one person, but in, but it will, it'll infect thousands of people just by willing to share. So don't be selfish with your story. <laughs> I mean, really, I it, be obedient. If you're being called to share it, share it. You know, do you have any final thoughts, Michelle? Um, I've gone through so much. And, oh, that's the worst thing they ask. Because, yes, I have a 10,000 miles. Um, but I will say, yes, don't feel bad or, uh, about not uh, sharing it. But I would say, write it down. If you do nothing more than write it down, tuck away somewhere, you know, um, but it becomes more powerful. It, it, it helps in the healing process. So it does a lot of things, even if you don't share it, if you just, and I, and I respect that, you know, um, but trust me, if your reason for not sharing is because you're afraid of, of shame or judgment, do you really want to be, you know, associated with people who, you know, going to play shame and judgment? on you for for who you are probably not so you might as well kick them out of your circle mm, amen 
because <laughs> that, that is one of the fear the fear of others the fear of man is one of the biggest reasons we don't share so, I love that oh thank you so much for sharing today Michelle now uh, before we leave I want to hear a little bit about um, how if somebody is interested in sharing their story through lemonade stand I'm hoping you're doing a three and a four and a five and a ten and all of those things um, how do they get more information so uh, just come to my uh, website, LemonadeLemon.com. There's actually on the homepage is a little button that says share my story. And it's a simple form uh, with a, just a synopsis of, uh, of what your story is about and contact information. And we can have a, uh, a kind of a discovery call and, and see where it fits because it's not, it's not just the anthology. You might be in a place where you're ready to write a whole book. Or maybe you want to be in a magazine or on my podcast um, or in a virtual event. There's, there's really a lot of different places you can share. So don't feel that there's just one avenue. Um, fill out that form. I'll get it personally. I'll get back in touch with you. And we'll figure out where your story belongs and where you need to share it. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I'll leave a link to the website in my show notes, along with Lemonade Stand 2, you need to go read it. It is so good. It had me in tears. It had me in chills, all the things. And then I met these ladies um, and it just inspired me even more. So go check it out. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. I, I really appreciate what you do and thank you for doing what you do and for standing up and, and answering the call. I appreciate those words. And thank you, Gabe, for joining me on that journey. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.